Madame et Monsieur, écoutez bien. Welcome to Fashion Mode with Charles McDonald, brought to you in association with Force Magazine on World Radio Paris. Bonjour and welcome to Fashion Mode. This is a primetime fashion show for World Radio Paris, which is brought to you in association with Force Magazine. I'm Charles Daniel MacDonald and I'll be hosting the show as always, exclusively for World Radio Paris, Monaco. In the last show, I had a look at the international offerings for the autumn-winter 2021 collections. These were presented from New York, London and Milan. In today's show, I continue to take a detailed look and in-depth critique at the protagonist of the fashion industry, Paris and all it had to offer for the upcoming season. This season, the expectations for Paris Fashion Week were quite mixed. In a season uncharacteristically raw on creative director debuts and final shows, Kenzo produces its new designer, Philippe Oliveira Baptista. The Portuguese creative director, who previously served at Lacoste, and replaces Carol Wim and Umberto Leon, in an aim to introduce Kenzo's co-ed mainline show to the women's ready-to-wear schedule after years on the men's lineup, People witnessed his interpretation of the Kenzo legacy back on the 26th of February. However, on other runways and on doctor's orders, Virgil Abloh sat out of his off-white women's wear show back in September. The absence of the fan-worship designer who serves as a symbol of many about the progressive changes within the fashion industry, has undergone in many years. His job was to remind fashion just how important his presence is in Paris and beyond. After returning his men's shows in January, this season he's taking back his bow at the Off-White Women's Runwear Show, which happened on the 27th of February. At Haute Couture shows in January, Balenciaga announced the launch of Haute Couture under the avant-garde maison to be presented in July. This news has fueled expectations about him Gemnad Vesalia will approach this season's ready-to-wear show and whetted the industry's appetite for what's to come. The show took place on the 1st of March. This season, the topic of sustainability has gone from feeling a little like revelation to becoming an actual part of the designers' dialogues within the global markets and each other. As an early advocate for sustainability and now the formal advisor for LVMH on the matter, the industry is looking to Stella McCartney for new ideas and proposals for a sustainable industry. You can watch how she took the lead on the 2nd of March show review, which is about to come up shortly. And also, the Fashion Awards in December saw Sarah Burton honoured with the Trailblazer Award, recognising a multiple season run of consistently impressive collections that has cemented the Bertonic age of Alexander McQueen. Presented just three weeks after her 10th anniversary at the death of McQueen's house, for whom she worked since the mid-90s, there are once more great expectations for her next move at the house. Further accomplishments and the industry impact of Diane von Fustenberg were widely recognised and celebrated, but the quintessential New York designer 
still has one honour to add to her list. On the 28th of March, the legend known as DVF will receive the Légion d'Honneur for contributions to fashion, which is presented by the President of the European Central Bank, Christina Lagarde. In years to come, when the coronavirus is hopefully a faint memory, February 2020 will surely be looked on as the corona season. Rarely has fashion found itself in the eye of the hurricane to an extent like this. Leaving Milan in a near-state emergency, we got back to business in Paris amid the coughing attacks we're used to this time of year. But in the end it was hard to deny, if not in our bodies, we all had corona on the brain. Nowhere was this more evident than at Raccoon's, where sustainable plastic creations, shoulder-length gloves and a rather medical use of the colour blue were instantly reminiscent of quarantine-like facility dressing. Even if it had been on the last thing on the designer's mind, his collection was meant as a glamorous ode to the one and only Gary Newman. At Kenzo, we had to enter a giant see-through tunnel system which was erected in a city garden through one door, then wait in a small in-between room before the next door was opened, as if we were literally going into quarantine. It was the idea of being in a bubble. The brand's new designer, Philippe Oviera Baptista, said, assuring us it had nothing to do with the actuality for the moment. His was a more serious and mature Kenzo than we've been used to, more uprooted in a reality that isn't always uplifting in this day and age. There's a certain darkness in being optimistic today, he said. Meanwhile, Dries van Noten, a cravat rouge, was handing out white face masks upon arrival. Backstage guests pumped the complimentary antibacterial bottle before exiting back out into the cold Parisian streets. Van Noten explained that his rich golden textures, which were smothered decadently in embroideries and glowing like the colourful lights of the dance floor, were his way of saying to the world, enjoy, have fun and just go for it. If you think you have a lot of embroidery, then get some more. He painted a telling picture of the dark romance that defines this strange moment in time. You can go out, but it's your own peril. Balenciaga flooded a pitch-black statement in fluid reminiscent of petrol, submerging its first two rows of chairs in the oily black poison. Above us, LED screens showed storms and smoky skies that turned burning orange, like wildfires, and it felt like an apocalypse was already on us. No, this was, for me, really a celebration of fashion, in my way, and in the way that I love. I say, vive la fête, demna quit. And I mean, vive la mode, pardon, fête, is always later. Right then, revelry before reckoning. It's really important, I think, to keep fire about your love of clothing and your passion for fashion. He explained about his burning skies concept. We live in times when we're not allowed to kiss and hug each other, but we still need to dress. It's a fundamental requirement of life, and I realise this is what I love doing the most. As for the petrol, we're kind of drowning in this stuff, so I wanted them to walk in it, to bring on this biblical cinematography. It's part of the world we live in today, whether you like it or not. He echoed that the biblical motif in a collection of monastic silhouettes 
he explained and refined to as his orthodox Christian upbringing in Georgia. And religion would become a bit of a lettered motif the season in Paris, when Julien Dossena rived on medieval references for his cultish priestness at Paco Rabanne. On Sunday morning, Kanye West took his Sunday service to Paris, which was staged at the Bouffe du Nord Theatre, where he and 100-plus singers in matching beige yet say outfits performed a euphoric set of rebellious songs, which were synchronised in choir formations which were nothing less than mind-blowing. Even for those of us who aren't religious, it was a soulful and optimistic break from the virtual panic mode caused by the coronavirus, and a far more enriching moment than most shows, including West's own Yesis Spectacular the day after. On social media, some voiced their concerns about our related reactions to an event hosted by the controversial superstar. In January, West, who may or may not be a Donald Trump supporter, hosted a Sunday service at the Awaken 2020 prayer rally, which is frequently demonstrated by LGBTQ plus fanatics. This didn't go down very well with many designers. West didn't speak at his Sunday service in Paris, but it would certainly be a relief if he were to explain the religious and the political motives behind these events, which are fast turning into some kind of church. Fashion, of course, isn't a stranger to protests, and thankfully we saw some of the positive kind, like at Christian Dior, where Maria Grazia Churi continued her feminist activism with massive slogans by fellow feminist artist Carla Lonzi. These were suspended from the showcase's ceiling and included words like consent, a poignant touch for a show that took place the day after Harvey Weinstein was convicted of a criminal sex act in the first degree and rape in the third. We're in a time where it's difficult to listen and to understand, so I think consent is a strong word to think of today, jury reflected. Stella McCartney staged her own process and protest during her desfile, allowing a crew of people dressed up in animal costumes to infiltrate her final. What the Fox, supermodel and Vogue contributing editor, sustainability editor Amber Valletta captioned on her social media Instagram story that showed her trapped behind one of the runways. It's a joyous way of trying to show that, actually, these are the ingredients of everyone else's fashion show. And we are the only luxury fashion house in the world that isn't killing animals on the runway, McCartney said, flexing her new muscle as sustainability advisor for LVMH. In the era of awareness, fashion is adapting to new values. And at Valentino, Pierpaolo Pagioli wanted to do a portrait of our time, he said. Everything these days it's more fluid. 
it's important not to put people in boxes. If you're for civil rights, if you're all for civil rights, I don't want to stand for one group more than the other. He demonstrated these principles of freedom through a gender non-binary caste, which spanned age groups and all body types. Then, he went on to dress them in a wardrobe, which was largely limited to black and Valentino's trademark red, neutralising the gender-specific roles traditionally ascribed to certain colours. Then, Pichelle refused the conventional wardrobes of men's and women's wear, echoing a topic that reverberated through the shows in Milan the week before Paris. Natasha Ramsey Relvi diversified her Chloe cast with real-life friends of her own, embracing different ages, shapes and personalities. Sarah Burton followed suit on the casting front at Alexander McQueen, while Chanel's Virginie Villar had models walk on the runway side by side, chatting up a storm. Her cast demonstrated subtle connections with current debates and gentle steps towards body and age-positive casting. At Off-White, Virgil Abloh put Bella and Gigi Hadid in his show, alongside the original supermodel Mother Yolanda, her first walk down a runway in 30 years, to reflect the cross-generational dialogue that surrounds him and his label today. Let's be inquisitive, let's celebrate diversity, but let's not judge a book by its cover. To a young generation you thought that's what the world was supposed to be, and then you're like, wait a second, if I adapt into this other form, then this can go each way much further. Ablo said this, describing the dark side to which he, and the optimistic generations who adore him, didn't want to cross over, or just not yet, anyway. The discourse of general values was a huge theme in Paris this season, as expressed in the revisited dress codes of the past. None was more prevalent than the bourgeoisie wardrobe, the Parisian 1970s version of which Hedy Sleman thought to the forefront of fashion's consciousness just over a year ago. He devoted this season's Celine collection to the same ideal. If it paid homage to the Rive Gauche legacy of his mentor, the one and only Yves Saint Laurent, then those sensibilities had been on Antony Bacchiero's mind also. At Saint Laurent, Bacchiero took over from Sleman in 2016, when he paired a bourgeoisie wardrobe with that of the dominatrix, effectively subverting the polite look. I didn't want it to be all about sex, I just wanted to be more about twisting the bourgeoisie, he said. It was inspired by the 90s when, I think, Yves Saint Laurent was less interested in the streets than he was in the 60s and the 70s. I wanted to twist that moment with something from now, something younger and less bourgeoisie and less classy. At Brandt Lanvin, Bruno Sliami infused his garments with the language of the bourgeoisie, saturating them with the perfume of cosmetics in a contemporary and faintly genderless sex appeal across both his men and women's looks. This permeated the room with a seductive air of chic. Meanwhile, Olivier Rostang took things a little bit further at Balma. The Wonder Boy, whose documentary follows his search for answers about his origins, inspired the Balmain designer to tackle the bourgeoisie wardrobe he remembered from growing up in Bordeaux. Perhaps the most bourgeoisie city in all of France, 
in the late 80s and early 90s. I learned from an early age and from certain classes, clubs and cliques that these parts of life were closed off to someone who looked like me, he wrote in a statement. And I spent countless hours dreaming and scheming how I could cross over, open doors and be accepted into such a society. For the non-French, it was an enlightening glimpse into the broad shoulder and tailoring, equestrian trousers and thigh-high boots that the foulards of the wardrobe mean in French culture. This collection adapts those symbols of upper-class exclusion and twists to turn them onto focus on a wider and no longer closed-off world. Rustan made these notes while calling upon the fashions from his childhood to back it up. Helena Christensen, Esther Cañadas, Laia Kebedi, Julia Stegner, Caroline Ribeiro and Erin Watson all walk proudly within the show. The French girl attitude is fascinating to the world, Jean-Baptiste Bali reflected before his own show, which morphed the stereotypes of Parisian femininity. The funky, the sexy and the androgyne into one collection. My girl today, she's distant, she's unique, she doesn't care. She's very personal, very secure and very free. She's resolved. She doesn't wear stockings in winter, she's free on sex. For me, coming from Italian culture where a woman's mentality is totally different, this is the part of my culture now. And in a season saturated by gender discussions and political noise, the coronavirus pank mode, that blasé, unfaced, effortlessly confident bourgeoisie attitude, felt like a very nice way for Paris to face the world. Since his Maison Margiela, Haute Couture collection last month, which de- and reconstructed the codes of bourgeoisie dressing, John Galliano had been thinking a lot about the values with which he connected to the eternal look. In the podcast for his ready-to-wear collection, he talked about a return to earth, a reawakening of the symbols of the bourgeoisie wardrobe and the values they represent in society today. This was perhaps a more mindful and compassionate time of today, which was then affected by his lookbook and his rationale, which seemed to be quite heavily influenced by the First and Second World Wars. Speaking of proper values, Galliano introduced Recycler, a new sustainable concept under which you'll source, reappropriate garments and resell vintage finds. Handpicked by Jai G! Exclamation as a limited edition garment. There's so many influences and so many things that inspire, he said of his collection. It's a reflection of what we live in society today. If you're in it, you're conscious and you're most certainly within the moment. Finally, Nicholas Gaschieri rang out the Paris shows with his own take on the season's hot topics. The curtain in his show space within the Louvre courtyard went up to reveal a gallery of 200 actors dressed in costumes from the 15th century up to 1950. He called it an alchemy of genres, and the characters looked on as Gaschieri presented a timeless, ageless and genderless collage of elements cut out from eras and sewed together again in a progressive patchwork of the ages. It was, as he said, 
about the pleasure of dressing and its many possibilities, which are free of protocol or constraint. Taking what we already have at home and mixing it with what we like and what's new. I do hope that you can join us for the next Fashion Mode show where I'll be sitting down to speak with a prominent fashion talent that you may be about to hear a lot more of in the future. Plus, a special style file will feature the best vintage boutiques for men in and around the French capital. With more details and features to follow, you can catch up with all the fashion news on forcmagazine.com. And the same handle, FORC Magazine, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Keep up to date with all the latest shows directly from Mixcloud, Podbean and our official profiles on Spotify and iTunes under Force Magazine. Until the next time, keep your fashion mode on. <laughs>